number five. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to our talk about utility and NFTs. What are they and how they help projects succeed? I'm going to wait a few minutes, like three to five. Let some other people come in here. Hey, everybody. Back. So I'm inviting you to co-host with me. All right. Hey, Haley. I've added you right in there. Welcome, welcome. Nice to see everybody. Hello, hello. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good night, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yeah. Good, uh, good, good. Just hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's I'm excited for this conversation today. I think it's going to be a good one. Me too. You know, I pop in so many Twitter spaces and they say they're going to talk about utility and end up just like... <laughs> chatty cathing about no, nothing the entire time and I just uh same with so many panels that I'm a part of and keep it like super 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 high level and just like a little bit of experience in small areas but today I really want to go over like you know kind of just an, an overall view of what is utility what are nft 2.0 what are nfts 2.0 um you know what what it means what you can do how it helps market and project your project um and how it really can help you create community um and and help you sustain yourself in so many different cool ways from you know i don't want to get too much into it because i'll just get too passionate and i'll start talking about it so i'll just wait for a few minutes let's see some more people come in um and then we can get going so nice to have you here Haley. Speaker Scott, too. I'm inviting you to speak, JD. Kevin. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm sharing this everywhere. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> How are you guys? I hope you're having a good day, night, yeah. wherever it, whatever Thanks time it is. Thanks for getting up early and, uh, and joining us. I know it's a little early in there in California. Yes, good morning, everyone. I'm just coming, back from, a, coming back from a dog walk. So uh, Nice. Okay, give me a couple of minutes to get settled back in the house here. Talk to you mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. Scott, you and I are on the same page. I just did the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to, to be here with Amber Fi today uh, and, and really host some amazing educational um, experiences here in Twitter spaces that aren't, you know, your, your every day. You know, we're, we're really looking to, to bridge, uh, you know, a lot of questions that so many artists have that, that are so interested in getting in the space, but, you know, are just confused or, or there isn't enough really good compassion and caring education out there that really break things down and make things easy to digest. Um, so, so that's what these spaces are about. And we want super open communication. At the end of the chat, we're going to have an open forum where you guys can ask questions uh, and, and, you know, say, let us know about your experiences. Uh, you know, today with utility, um, things that you've seen, things that you like, things that you want to see, uh, you know, and, and work with us to help grow what can be and what can come out of this really amazing digital economy. So it's it's really exciting. We're in a really great building phase uh, in Web3 right now. Uh, you know, I can see the next six months of being, you know, really creating um, some amazing experiences and, and seeing things that haven't worked and reworking them. Uh, and there's so many amazing opportunities coming out with NFTs and the ability to really create amazing, just communal ecosystems with them. So 
uh, you know, and help you with marketing and help you get, you know, work out there and understand, you know, what other people are doing to have these successful projects. Um, so that, that so many of us admire and, and um, you know, love to be a part of and are excited to see. I'm inviting you in, Barbara. And let me know. JD, I invited you to speak to, see if you can, okay, perfect. Okay, great, great. I'm just making sure it's not. I've been in so many Twitter spaces this last week that uh, so many Twitter rugs have happened where it just kind of like rips your audio or makes you a, right. a listener instead of a speaker. So I have my eyes glued. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. I'm going to okay. sit back and listen to you, but I'm here and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. I was working on this coffee, then I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for getting up early, Kevin. I know you're on the, uh, the, the California coast as well. Appreciate you being a part of this. Um, our awesome biz dev director, uh, and uh, yeah, give any any input that you have. I'd love to share it, um, you know, as well, because uh, we're going to be talking about gaming a bit too, and, and the really cool things that are that are happening in that world as well. So um, yeah, we can we can just uh, get started. This is recorded, which is great, so you guys can listen to it afterwards, uh, and we'll have it here. Uh, we'll put it on our YouTube. We're going to put it in a podcast uh, and, and yeah, get it out there so people can be more educated, understand the ecosystem better, and really get onboarded in here so we can all create like a, a really amazing community that's already you know on its way to awesome greatness. I mean, the, the nicest people I've ever met in any community have been Web3. It's just been like such a welcoming place. And um, and that's why uh, as Amberfy, we've been to like permissionless, NFT NYC, we're going to a large variety of events and we're interviewing people, talking, uh, seeing what issues are and how we can bridge gaps. And it's been a really amazing experience uh, to meet and network so many amazing creators and brands uh, and, and really understand what's going out there in the world. So we'll get started uh, and welcome everybody that, that just came in. Uh, we're Amberfy. Today we're going to be talking about utility and NFTs. Uh, Amberfy is a hub of blockchain solutions for creatives and brands uh, and we're also creating an incredible marketplace called Expressions that I'm excited to, to start letting you guys know more about as weeks progress uh, and it's you know very community driven, uh, creator driven, artist driven. Uh, and, and really so many things that I've wanted to see in the space uh, come to reality. So uh, we'll chat more about that in our coming Twitter spaces. So make sure that, that you're watching our page um, and you set your reminders. So let's get into it. What, what, are, you, what are utility aspects of NFTs? Uh, how do they help projects succeed? Uh, uh, JD, did you want to say something? Uh, just a couple of quick things, everybody. Um, First of all, uh, feel free to break in at any time during this chat, right? So, you know, we're not going to just wait to the end of the chat for folks to sort of start talking, right? So that's what Twitter space is all about. I'm, I'm curious, uh, Elise, what uh, utility means uh, in the NFT and Web3 space, because, you know, you hear a lot of different things about it and everybody has different ideas. And I guess photographers would think one thing and, and artists might think another and, and collectors might think something else so um you know maybe we can start by talking about that and, and what some examples might be and what what uh experiences other people might have had uh, with utility along the way yeah totally so utility is everybody just thinks so not everybody many people just think that nfts are just a, a jpeg uh, um 
a snap uh, uh, of an image and then you put it up to sell. Well, what, what, is, what else does it mean? So utility is that what else? Um, additions to NFTs that create more of a, um, uh, a journey, a, a, a life of the NFT itself. And this can be things from access, uh, let's say to next drops, to, to new content that you're providing. Um, to, to be able to be airdropped things like, uh, and that's basically sent to your wallet, um, you know, uh, other NFTs or tokens, access to giveaways uh, for community. Uh, you can gatekeep community, uh, you know, so, so people can vote with DAOs uh, for only buyers to give people special access to things, uh, special access to different, you know, maybe tiers of uh, offerings that you have, uh, you know, uh, prints, uh, physical items, uh, they're, they're really additions to the digital aspect of what you see visually in front of you, um, which is really amazing. It's, it's, it's giving basically life uh, a reason for people to even hold on to it more, to collect it, to, to have a possibility of a future other than just the purchase. Um, and, and a great example that is the largest community, uh, you know, that I think that people probably know in the NFT realm is the Board Ape Yacht Club, and being able to provide access to events, uh, you know, they, they came out with, I believe, with a bottle of rum that every uh, every person got, um, you know, merchandise, access to different drops that they have, uh, and, and the ability to connect with others that may that they want to connect with uh, at a higher level. Um, and it's really amazing what so many companies are doing with NFTs. Uh, and, and I can start going into that kind of like one, uh, you know, one by one, and we can kind of ch have a chat about it. Uh, but but I think that what companies are doing are really amazing and building an entirely new rewards and loyalty ecosystem with holders of their NFTs. Uh, and, and, you know, percentage off, giveaways, free things, opportunities to event access and special webinars and uh, educational resources uh, that, that are really, really cool. And, and I'm sure Kevin and I will talk about different ways, uh, you know, to utility in games because he's like the game buff of us all. Uh, and and it's, it's adding more to the NFT uh, than is just that digital artifact itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. In addition to companies, um, it's interesting to look out there at what other communities are doing, right? So I yeah. think most people on this chat probably uh, have heard of Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Uh, Gary V. Um, yeah. I've got one of his T-shirts. <laughs> I, I belong to one of his discords. I haven't been, I didn't go out to his conference in Minneapolis uh, a couple months ago, but maybe next year. Um, he, you know, I think he's one of the really great thought leaders in terms of NFTs as a utility. And so when he launched his VFriends uh, community, you know, it was all about utility. So there was like one NFT you could buy. And, you know, he did like a whole bunch of like hand-drawn figures for his NFTs. And it's not like, you know, it's like a great work of art that you want to put on your wall or anything. No, it's like a goat or a chimp or something like that. But every one of those had an accompanying uh, utility to it. So one would be... Uh, I think the best one of all was like you could you would be able to go with Gary to a uh, courtside seat at Madison Square Garden to watch a Knicks game, or you can go you know on a fishing or camping trip with Gary, or you can have lunch with them, and or you can spend a half hour on Zoom 
and sort of pepper them with questions about marketing or things like that. So, you know, really utilities is, is, is wide and, and vast as imagination. You can, you know, depending on what kind of creator you are, uh, depending on what kind of group you're in or a community, you know, you can get together with other people and create a joint uh, kind of utility among other people as well. So right. I, I'd love to hear ideas about, uh, you know, what some people are thinking about as well. Yeah, go ahead, Beck. Yeah, um, thank you, JD, for sharing. And it's great to see everybody. Hi, thanks for ever, for joining um, down below as well. Uh, Terry, I may, Frenchie, Ballcourt. Um, yeah, thank you all for joining, first and foremost. And if you don't mind sharing the room, that would be amazing. Uh, we would love to hear as many people as possible, or at least start following everyone and create a, an Amplify community where we can really um, share ideas. And uh, yeah, so... After, um, you know, I just want to echo what JD has to say about utility. It really, you know, I think that the language for, you know, 101 type of conversation in terms of what utility is, I think, you know, breaking down the term utility and the language around it when I first came into the space is confusing. And so for me, it's just like, I like to dumb it down instead of like, utility is just what you get, <laughs> period, yeah. what you get. And um, and so I had a great conversation in a space yesterday with a lot of thought leaders about that, about how the language is so important. And so, you know, like JD said, it, it really depends on the product um, that your NFT totally. is, what sector you're in. And, you know, for photographers, sometimes they think the utility is, 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 is getting a print or a workshop or, you know, you could be as creative as saying, okay, this, this will also mean that I will fly to you and do a, a gig for you, um, a portrait or whatever. Uh, and then there's the gamified offers, like you were saying, and, and then, you know, the redeemable vouchers, the collectibles, any type of physical swag, if you're in a, if you're doing mm -hmm. this for an event. Um, so yeah, I really do think that it's, it's about, uh, what you get and um, what sector you're in. And it could be as sophisticated as the utility inside of an NFT could mean that, you know, a police officer's badge is the, U is the NFT and the utility is the live cam on his body or the, the, the cam on his body is downloaded to the blockchain. Like it could be as sophisticated as that. So um, yeah, I just think it really depends on what sector you're in, what your product is, is and how creative you want to get. Totally. And it, that's, that's, I think, what a great point of this is, is to this Twitter space in general is to have is to have some artists come up and like said, let us know what kind of artists they are. And maybe we can give some cool suggestions about what we've seen other people do. Um, and, and, and I really love that aspect. So if anybody, you know, during this call wants to, to let us know what kind of artist you are, and we can kind of let you know some ideas that that we've seen out there. Um, and that was a great point about, um, you know, the photographer or a um, videographer and something like that, where you can provide, um, let's say, a, an infinite object frame uh, with the sale. So you always have that video moving um, or you get uh, special access to their next drop and they have first access to be able to buy another item from you, which is really cool. And that's one that I love. Um, to be able to have access to new drops or the possibility of like um, getting one drop to my wallet and being part of, you know, giveaways and things like that. I'm, you know, all day I'm like, but projects that I'm passionate about, I'm, you know, getting into that. And that's how they build, a lot of them build up hype 
um, you know, signing up for possible giveaways and things like that, which is really interesting, like a free print um, or it, it printed on canvas um, or different size prints are really interesting or a T-shirt that's printed on there uh, with your image printed on there is really interesting. Um, and I really think that uh, tokens for DAOs are also uh, really important. And I'm sorry, NFTs and tokens for DAOs as you as a utility uh, item for voting. That is a large um, area that the NFTs are being that utility is being utilized to gatekeep and voting and uh, and really making important change and really interesting things uh, with inside DAOs. So um, that 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 was something that I really appreciated. Uh, Barbara, if you can go ahead and speak, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Hi, I just want to chime in and riff off of uh, what you were just saying. Uh, I've recently seen a really cool project, and I'm I'm going to pat my friend Scott on the back. His daughter is an incredibly uh, wonderful artist. Her paintings are incredibly powerful. And I saw that she recently got in the NFT space and... So she's selling, you know, an image of the, the artwork, mm -hmm. but as part of the utility, she's also selling the original art piece, the yeah. original painting. So, um, you know, if Scott wants to talk a little bit more about that, feel free. But I just love that idea of acquiring the NFT for your, you know, your online gallery. But then you actually have this beautiful painting house. It's, it's really actual it's proof of ownership that I, I feel like, you know, because you can lose that slip of authenticity in a second, in a move, in, in moving a box and accidentally throwing it away and poof, it's gone forever on the blockchain. That is what I love being able to have everybody see who the owner is and being able to have it last forever and, and to always to, to know that. I think that that is so powerful and once so many artists and creators know that then selling the NFT, it's actually the contract to ownership, the authenticity of that. And I, I think that that's just going to, like, poof, blow the mind and be like, this. oh, this is why I saw the NFT. The NFT is basically, it's the contract of ownership and authenticity um, and a representation of what this piece of artwork is. And and that just, like, it, it, it blows my mind how, how we can even do anything else after that because paper is so easily lost and, and having these intellectual contracts on the chain and things like that are so brilliantly uh, important. So nobody can say, oh, this is different or, oh, I lost a contract. Everybody everywhere knows what is going on and who owns it. And I think that that's amazing. Um, I just wanted to put that in there and I'd love to hear more about you know, like that, that work that your daughter's creating, Scott. Yeah, no, it, uh, I, it's actually kind of, intertwined with um, another type of utility. So um, I collected a piece by um, photographer Omar Robles a while back. And the utility of his work is that when you buy one of his pieces, you're automatically um, part of a chat of his other collectors. You yeah. know, so, you know, he calls them the citizens because his collection is called City. And so, um, you know, every morning I wake up or in the afternoon, I'll just go, you know, into my, you know, direct messages on Twitter. And this is where the collector's conversation is. And, you know, I'm too old for Discord because it's too confusing. So it's fantastic that it's it's just right in a, you know, kind of direct message feed. And anyways, they were just talking about, you know, the difference between photography NFTs and, and art NFTs where, mm -hmm. you know, basically when you get a photo of a painting, you're, what really are you getting? You're, you're basically buying a copy slide, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they, 
you know, were saying, well, you know, some of them weren't interested at all in art. They were more into photo. But the ones that were interested in art, you know, said that they would really love to have the painting. And, you know, in, in addition to the NFT. And so I actually kind of mentioned that to my daughter and she thought it was a great idea. And, you know, it's just kind of it all kind of ends out in the wash being the same. If someone buys one of her paintings, it's pretty much the same cost as one of her NFTs. Yeah. So I think that's a thing. But I, I do, you know, kind of going back to, you know, the example of Omar's collectors group, you know, that is incredible utility because you get a lot of um, you know information. You're also, you know, connected to collectors, which is, you know, in the in the space is, you know, probably one of the more difficult things to do. Um, but I do feel that just kind of, you know, in real life, person to person connection that. Um, Twitter spaces and, and, and the NFT space is kind of fueled is, is a really great utility. You know, I've gone out, you know, whenever someone who's collected my work comes through San Francisco, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make an effort to grab coffee with them and I'll usually give them a couple of my books and, you know, it just kind of, it, it just makes, you know, an lasting impression both ways. And I think just having kind of those, you know, that real life bond, whether you're meeting someone at, um, NFT NYC, or if you're just doing it, you know, one-on-one in coffee, I think those, that's the type of utility that I really enjoy. Although I do like free stuff and, you know, and anything that I buy that eventually, you know, gives me more stuff to, you know, add to my collection is fantastic too. But, but I, I kind of like the, you know, the person to person communication connection utility that comes with a lot of the work. Yeah, that, that goes into, um, you know, I, and I think that what, that's what a lot of the utility is. It's exclusive, slash VIP slash not everybody allowed experiences that are that are you know like Patreon but you don't have to have them take a percentage of the hard work that you're doing um, which is I, I think a lot of the point of a lot of these decentralized networks that are you know creating social experiences where they're not taking a ton of money from you and like exploiting you as an artist um, and you can you know make your own different you know if you have three kinds of nfts uh or different tiers you know they give different access uh to to talk with you special podcasts special experiences just like what you said you know if you're a photographer maybe you know if you're in the la area or uh, this is uh the nft where you purchase you know a headshot and then you'll get this and that with it and the ability to uh, maybe get a, a free drop to, um, you know, a family portrait or something like that. Not necessarily that's obviously what every photographer does, um, but different experiences that, that you can provide that that are in your wheelhouse and are exciting um, and and people want to connect with other people and have these really incredible experiences, So, um, which is exciting. Um, Kevin? Yeah, I just wanted to mention, I mean, I, I feel like most NFTs in the future or really in the near present, uh, will have some kind of utility. Uh, the question really to me is you know, who's going to be most creative in this space. And we've just seen such an intense focus on speculation and NFTs and as, as investment, um, which I don't even know if really that's how they were intended to be, uh, in version one, rather than finding the important technical teams to add more value really into the contract itself. Um, so, so my feeling is as these creative marketing teams bridge the gap by partnering with more talented, you know, smart contract professionals, which by the way, we're doing, um, then we're going to start seeing incredibly complex utility value, but made simple for the consumer. And I think that's really the, 
uh, importance there is, is that the consumer doesn't really see it or feel it. It's as if everything were happening anyways in the back end with SaaS products from a, from a merchant standpoint, from a brand standpoint. Um, but the consumer feel is exactly you know smooth as, as they feel it today, uh, if not better. So it's really up to us and the other marketing infrastructure you know, companies to listen to clients and find ways to bring their ideas to life. And ultimately, I, I also think that you know, to help onboard the next wave of brands, we have to get over that hump of skepticism, which I think in the earlier state was really just because NFTs were primarily PFP projects. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the speculation of investments and large swings in value. And um, I think the industry is just feeling itself out now. And, and finding the things that we can do. So when that creative spark starts coming in with those technical teams, I think we're going to start to see really good value. And I think you're, you know, I mean, I know you're right because our technical team's on it, you know, like making some amazing moves and really, you know, okay, so we're talking about utility, but how the hell do artists who aren't smart contract professionals get that utility in? Where is that walkthrough of uh, how do I get this to add in this utility or what's needed and how the mechanisms work. And, um, you know, that that's something at Amrify that we're working on and uh, creating some, you know, incredible, uh, easy to use uh, for creators and creatives um, uh, aspects to be able to do those things really, really easy uh, and input utility, have walkthroughs and videos uh, to, to know what exactly you need and have input so you don't have to go and pay somebody to make your smart contract and get all really caught up in a lot of these technical issues that aren't meant, you know, like for, for artists to have to dip into so drastically. Uh, and, and that's uh, as a creator myself, I'm a ceramicist and painter. Um, and, and being able to know, okay, how do I attach my physical uh, NF, my physical item to NFT? Okay, I have an affiliate code. How do I put that in here now that I partnered with Nike? You know, so people get thirty percent off on a hundred dollar more purchase. Like, how do I do those things? And I think that that stops up a lot of um, people in the community just not knowing how to access the knowledge to put the utility in the smart contract because it's so. You know, oh, this is utility. Uh, this is how gaming use it. But but how do I get it in there? Um, and I think that, you know, I know that we're going to be able to clear a lot of that funky area up and make it a lot easier for people to put utility in their NFTs and have a much better experience, uh, including brands that we work with because we work, uh, you know, B2B as well as largely creator focused. Uh, and, and as many of us are creators ourselves, that is so important to help people feel like they can be part of this digital economy easily and don't have to jump through so many hoops because it's just enough having to get a wallet and trying to know, you know, like, okay, this is an Ethereum wallet. Oh, this is a Polygon wallet. Oh, this is, this is one that I only have to use with, I can only use Solana. And, you know, like there, there's a lot of issues in there that are being built right now in this Web3 ecosystem to make it easier. Um, and, and we're really lucky to be a part of it and at the forefront of so many of these ideas and, and much needed technology to help people feel more comfortable and easier, easier access uh, to this Web3 community in, in the term of NFTs. So uh, that's really, really exciting. Did anybody have, uh, uh, Ian, uh, oh, Squid, I'm going to add you in. And Ian, if you had any info on that, I'm inviting you as well. And would love to hear uh, you know, anybody else's 
uh, you know, experience with uh, utility that they had or any questions. I'd love to hear that. And Ward is here too. Hey, Ward. Uh, he, let me see. Oh, I got him. Uh, inviting, oh, inviting him to speak. Hey, Ward. So Elise, I can speak a little bit on utility too. Um, I've had so many different experiences and I think that it's truly limitless where this could go. Um, yeah. Just a few examples. I, I'll, I'll be going on all day if I talk about it. But um, for example, um, like in the terms of I do video production. So anything that has to do with working with other artists or behind the scenes. And I think that this is a really um, big way to break into like some BTS type content. And this um, has kind of been seen, there's a Solana project by Michael Jordan and his son, it's called Air. And they're building a platform basically for athletes um, so that people who wanted to see like their practice shots um, or like their scrimmages and everything, yeah. um, they can actually, that's the utility of their, um, their platform is being able to gain that access. So it's for a lot of sports fanatics. And I think when it comes to fans, this is a really big way for um, big artists or big brands or, you know, because artists are also businesses um, to kind of connect deeper at a deeper level with their fans and really build their community um, and also like uh, you guys are going to think I'm absolutely hilarious but um, even like in the forms of like this is what happened with OnlyFans is is when people who are in that kind of industry kind of have made millions building like behind the scenes content and it doesn't have to be you know XXX right or it doesn't have to be um, naughty but it can definitely be a way for people to, to showcase another side that isn't always you know, in front and center. So this is going to be a way for people to kind of break their deeper fans who are willing to pay, you know, subscriptions or premiums um, through NFTs or, or a lot of um, ways to keep people paying like monthly subscriptions to see into the the lives of, of some of these bigger artists. And that's, that's kind of where I've seen it headed is yeah. um, kind of that first, first peek into this, life and then even through media this is a way for people to get into you know paparazzi and then, then there's a lot of people who have been asking me in the photography space like how can this be seen and even like DAOs or um the voting rights it's like the more involved you are in the the community it's kind of like that that first look um and it could be extremely valuable to to some people um in that kind of way to yeah. To, especially when these these people have such a huge following and, and athletes and artists, uh, musicians. And then also there's, there's another angle for this that I've seen, which is basically when it comes to any kind of brand, kind of like tracking and whether it's, you know, you've, we've mentioned all the proofs, right? There's proof of sick, there's proof of work, there's proof of ownership, there's uh, proof of attendance. But when it comes to even like, I had an interesting conversation with Elise Sam, which is coming out soon. So you guys, uh, you guys can be on, on, on the lookout for that. But basically that, that even when it comes to even the simplest things like mechanics of getting an oil change on your car, because that is what is going to essentially value your car when you're, when you're looking to sell it. So having those NFTs to basically track, um, the work that you've put into these physical objects because they're owned by you, 
right? Um, just to prove that you've taken care of them is another thing. Or every time you get a car wash, you might you might want to have that as an NFT. So then by the end, when you're ready to sell your car, you can have a hundred stamps of car wash NFTs versus somebody who's only had 10 that might value your car higher than somebody else's, even if it's the same maker model. So there's there's a lot of ways that, that this can evolve and in so many different directions. Um, I think that it, it's truly limitless and that brands are going to be able to slowly incorporate what, what builds worth. Um, so we're kind of in this, this stage of, of reevaluating the worth of these NFTs because they popped up as this, this grand idea and it's like, okay, well, the apes are worth that much because they were the first and the only for a long time and people are still learning. But I think that as that gets broken down, some of that, that value will be transferred to, to other projects who really do have a stronger utility or um, then it'll just kind of be like a novelty and the, the, the utility or the, the project will be lying in, in kind of the historic aspect of it. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> nice. Th- thanks for sharing. And it's, it really is like the, the, that sneak peek that no one else gets to see that, that piece of music that only 1000 people, you know, like get, get to access and have, you know, like and own and really interesting things that artists are doing. Uh, and, you know, I think music is very untapped, which is a beautiful aspect, like one of one, you know, pieces that, that buyers get to have. And it's like, you know, their piece of music that no one else owns and can play and do anything. And they're just really special things that can be very intimate and very interesting uh, and very VIP. Uh, and, and I think that the more creative, uh, creatives and brands get, it's just going to like lay a real great foundation for how special, um, this whole community is and, and, and show just the, the, the possibilities in IP alone, um, are amazing. And, and you're right, Haley, like being able to, to, they're doing things in like water pipelines with NFTs to, to know when breakers turn off and on and how much water fields get and like keeping track of these geological, um, you know, things that, that they're working on and being able to use it in science and, and seeing just how large this can be is an amazing thing and have being part of conversations like this where we're, where we're chatting and listening to one another about different aspects of utility is so community building i feel um and, and really just helps helps others think of new innovative things to add to really help this ecosystem uh you know just skyrocket which is amazing and i know barbara you had your hand up too yeah i was ago. just i just wanted to riff off of the uh uh, you brought up um, music yeah. and, you know, in real life, um, musicians have been using uh, utility for a long time. So it's only a natural progression that it comes to the NFT space, right? Like, you know, my, my brother brought his kid to a concert the other day and, you know, he had all this great access. He, <laughs> I mean, I guess money gets you anything you want, but the point is, these bands, they have all this built-in utility. If you buy this particular ticket, you get access to the band five minutes before they go on stage. Or yeah. you get to sit behind stage and, you know, eat a taco with them. Whatever it is. So bands have been utilizing uh, the utility function for a very long time. And I think it's really smart and uh, it really creates an exclusive club as well, which 
a lot of people really dig in the NFT space. Yeah. Um, so I think the in, in real life utility aspect, it's all around us. And uh, I love I love the ideas that have been talked about here today because I'm going to rethink uh, when I launch my next collection, what kind of utility I want to attach to it. Yeah, and and my mind's always working as well as a ceramicist. My my partner and wife and I want to create uh, you know uh, mugs that match the mugs that we make, and then you can use it in the metaverse. So you can have it in your metaverse, and then you can have the real one, and like you know, really translate that that world, which is another thing that we'll we'll chat in a few minutes about is creating um, you know really interesting gaming experiences with physical aspects with it, with inside game NFTs um, that you can you know you can sell in any marketplace and uh, you know be able to get and utilize in Minecraft or Sandbox and uh, really interesting things that that we'll talk talk about in a second. But I know. I saw squiddy squirrels. I got to get one of those squirrels. I got to adopt one. You had your hand up and I'd love to hear what you had to say. Hi, I love the topic utility in NFT because many people, I have not just figured out what it actually is. Um, I think the first utility is the art itself because when you're looking at art, you're just appreciating the art and you cannot put a utility on something creative. So that's one aspect and many people see it that way. And second, I feel that uh, when we are talking about a generative art project, like uh, I, I created this one, Squiddy Squirrels. When you create a generative art project, all the images, they have a similarity and at the same time, they have a difference. So it's like you are building a community where you are telling them, that all of us are similar, but we have our own uniqueness. So that's the, that's the idea of the generative art projects. And I think one of the important utilities which uh, is not being discussed till now is the purpose. Uh, what com what unites all those uh, NFT holders uh, with a purpose? Is there a yeah. purpose? So utility. I like the word purpose more than utility. Uh, like I created this project and I portray uh, self-healing and healing the planet as the purpose of the project. Uh, just a brief that squirrels uh, collect the nuts. They also bury the nuts all over the forest. So they have a very key role in forest regeneration. So if we just consider ourselves as being uh, like a squirrel, so you are telling yourself that I'm here to uh, help the planet heal. And uh, there's a lot we can do as a community when we um, think of a purpose because right now the world is so messed up and we need people who want to step up and just uh, say, okay, now we take this mess in our own hands and let's create something magnificent out of it. And it's not impossible if we really try. We can look for alternative energy resources and work on that. Uh, then we can just get together diff uh, all across the world, different areas, and just deal with a lot of trees that are being cut. We can plant more trees. Then there's a lot we can do with the nutrition itself. We have not healed our ourselves, and there's much we can do with that, just uh, eating healthy and understanding what all things we can remove from our own lifestyle and uh, just uh, reach that kind of goal. 
So I created this project just to uh, bring all of my own experiences uh, as a doctor. I'm a doctor. So I wanted to uh, put in a lot of uh, idea about how you can heal yourself with nutrition. So that was one aspect. Then uh, second, as I said, that the purpose of being here and uh, trying to heal the planet Earth. So utility can also be a purpose uh, for a lot of people. And besides that, I think uh, the rest of the digital aspect, like uh, uh, associating some merchandise or some books uh, with the project. So that's, uh, that's what uh, keeps the project going. And uh, because uh, people are directed towards a common goal, even if they don't do anything about it and they know that they're holding uh, an NFT from a project mm-hmm. and they are even putting it as a PFP, they know that they are portraying some idea, some ideology and some uh, thought process or some message behind it. So I think that's what uh, the utility is all about. Wow, that was like a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much for coming to this chat today. That was just lovely. I I, I, I must get a squiddy squirrel. Um, and I love the idea of not only seeding the earth, you know, but seeding yourself um, and giving, you know, like self-conservation as well as, you know, like let's do good work on, on, on you know, our land and conserve it as well. And, and, and because in conserving that, we're conserving ourselves and being mindful. And, and I think that that's all really meaningful and a beautiful meaning to that project. Thank you very much for uh, coming up. And, you know, it is the purpose. What is the purpose? What is the life of, of this NFT and its meaning uh, and I think that that is a, uh, a really lovely uh, way to put it. And I, I really appreciate you speaking so much. Um, yeah, and I, I added you back, of course. I'm going to get one. Um, and uh, uh, Evan, Evan, man, I'd love to hear what, what you have to say. Thank you for coming. Thank you for hosting this space. I heard before the, the last caller commented that you were maybe going to shift the agenda. So I don't want to derail you. I'll try and be very brief. Oh, no, you're great. You're great. Um, I wanted to touch up on something Squiddy said. I love the ethos in your comments, Squiddy, um, about how we can do more for good with NFTs. But I, I wanted to not push back, but just share something that I found challenging. Um, I do say that art is the utility. And I don't disagree that for a great piece of art attached to an NFT, there is value for a purchaser. But I spend a lot of time educating people and especially everyday people who maybe aren't in our community yet. Um, Your grandma who just heard about Bitcoin. And I think that there is this narrative that NFTs are art, which is somehow getting in the way of helping people understand what is valuable to them. And I, I had a friend who was an artist say something the other day that really struck me. It was something they heard that helped them understand the value of NFTs. Um, it was not that art is the utility, it was that NFTs add utility to art. They said, we don't need NFTs to make art. We need NFTs to protect our art, our intellectual property. When you have that token on a blockchain, it tells you what is minted, where it was minted, meaning where it points and who owns it. Um, And anybody then can be free to share your ideas because we'll always know, oh, that idea came from Squiddy. That idea came from Evan, if it's as established as Oaken. So I just, I wanted to share that, not to, not to create argument, but just to say, I think, I think we have such a, we've done sort of a poor job generally in our space, talking about things at a highly technical level, 
or in a way that maybe everyday people have a hard time grasping why it matters to them. Um, and that was one thing that hit a light bulb for me. Uh, I hope we can reframe the conversation so more people can understand it. And then I, I, I have other thoughts on, on gaming too, but I am happy to just listen for a minute and, and excited to see where the conversation goes. So thank you for hosting. Yeah, thank you for uh, saying that. And I, you know, like all opinions are totally valid because we're all coming from different places and uh, have different experiences as creators and business owners and, and everybody and consumers. Um, and being able to feel safe enough to just talk and share opinions, I think is is really important. So thank you for speaking. And I'll, I'll just have Beck speak before and then we can get into talking about kind of like um, just a, a really interesting aspect, which is gaining massive popularity, which is um, utility within you know, games, metaverse, and you know, physical, and like kind of translating uh, all that. And I'll bring up Kevin um, and Evan to speak on that also. But I'll just bring up Bex for a second. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to to thank uh, Evan and Haley for uh, really bringing up the adoption, the mass adoption pieces, where Haley's um, touch point on something as simple as car washes, right? Where I think that something as simple as that is what is going to onboard society in the best way possible, where we really, like, how does it affect my day-to-day -day life? And um, and the, the language that, Evan, you just brought up in terms of, like, it's actually... Uh, it's it's not the art; it's the technology that protects the art. I think that that's that's brilliant, and and it's that small shift in thinking that will help, um, like my seventies something parents understand it and and be able to empower people to not be afraid of the technology, not be afraid of um, the future inside of the technology, and really truly understand it. And I think that that's one of the most kind things that we can do is really just um, help people on board and break it down into the things that uh, can bridge the gap between web 2, web 2.5 and web 3 and yeah so I just want to thank you and express some gratitude for shifting that lens really fast I appreciate that thank you looking forward to the gaming conversation because I have a lot to learn on that <laughs> thanks for saying that Bex um, you know kindness and crypto go over and check uh go check out what bex is doing over there and make sure to follow her she's part of a, a, a large large amount of twitter spaces that i'm just like oh my god bex is a speaker oh my god bex is a speaker uh and just in so many places and hearing so many different people's uh you know uh, just opinions and different opportunities in the space it's, it's really really great um thank you for for saying that and kevin you know like i'd love to hear what you have to say in your experience in any of this like gaming metaverse like physical realm and like your thoughts on it since I know that you have a lot and I love hearing what you have to say. Yeah. I never live in the physical realm. I'm purely <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I first want to say, uh, I love that soundbite from Evan. That was really great. Uh, I picked up from that a little note about giving back and I just wanted to make a mention that we are partnering and working to partner with, um, a company called the giving block. And this is, uh, to effectively allow us to, give our partners access to nonprofit donations, but in like a seamless integration. And so we can allow our partners to customize and basically automate philanthropy while reducing all the, the current, you know, constraints and, and human resource constraints that that can create um, today, you know. Um, so, you know, kudos to you, Evan. Thank you for sharing. I was, I was honored to do it. 
I'm excited to hear what you have to share. My partner, Michael, uh, he's one of my colleagues. He, he lives in the metaverse and is an architect <laughs> of all things digital. So when you said that, it, it brought a smile to my heart. <laughs> yeah, listen, um, so at least to, your, to the gaming side, I mean, I've been a long time gamer since I was a kid. Uh, total, total nerd. <laughs> and um, I don't know how much money I've dropped in player packs, map packs, so on and so forth. Uh, only to basically lose all of those assets in the next title launch, right? There's nothing more frustrating than um, spending 250 bucks on Call of Duty uh, weapons or skins, and then, oh, here comes the next title, do it all over again. Uh, so personally, I'm a big proponent of owning these assets uh, in-game. And, you know, pers- my personal opinions are that we're really at a pivot here in the industry. Um, there's large brands like Activision and so on and so forth. There are you know, hundreds you can name that are trying to, in my opinion, balance profit and investor value as public companies, uh, and then also meet player demand and and these industry changes. So I think it's going to be slower than people think for the big guys, but uh, I do know from the fact that they are looking at this. I've spoken with the ESA, which is the uh, software association, you know, basically are a hub for events within the industry. Um, So they are looking at it, but how seriously they're taking it right now, I'm not 100% sure. You know, as we venture a little bit down this further utility path, I think it's going to get more and more juicy, as I mentioned, as we move away from the PFP and and speculation model to really seeing the creative utility get injected into these. um, We're going to we're going to see better adoption from those guys. And they're going to have to to keep up with competition because more companies are going to continue to rise up. And so, um, you know, and I also think that the majority of transactions just to mention, uh, also happen in the secondary market. So while these companies are concerned about profit, I actually think that, in fact, they might may for, find um, more profit from this bot business model um, since assets are basically no longer limited to just one title, but open to all of their future titles. So that, that's got a heavy impact as well. Can I add a thought to that? Yeah, yeah. please. I would affirm everything um, and, and add that In a conversation the other day with, there's a a thought leader I love, his name is William Quigley. He's a co-founder of Wax, the blockchain that's focused on bringing NFTs to gamers. And he says that gaming, like many industries, will not be won by incumbents. If you think about when gaming was first introduced, it was introduced in arcades. You had companies like Atari and Nintendo dominate the arcade market when they brought platforms to your house. And then we saw a shift towards PC gaming, and now the kind of meta that we're in is um, away from like competitive shoot 'em up, winner take all games, and more about social games, building community, building things that we can share together. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm interested in not just how this trend will happen in digital gaming, but like fidgetal experiences. Somebody mentioned ticketing for concerts, and I think yeah. that's a great use case for NFTs. But in terms of adoption and gamification. Imagine, I I like to start with the goal in mind. If you're a music festival, your goal is to create a community like Burning Man that comes back again and again, reimagines and reinvents itself. And I love the idea that NFTs can help us do that in new ways. For example, imagine if when you got your NFT ticket to go to a festival, you were also airdropped 50 POAPs. For anybody who doesn't know, a POAP is a proof of attendance protocol. It's like a collectible badge. It's kind of like a check-in, but make it an NFT. Now, imagine every ticket holder at this 
festival was airdropped 50 POAPs and they were given the mission. They were, they were given the mission to share their POAP with as many people as they could. And the person who collects the most POAPs will get to go backstage on day three or to a VIP tent with all their friends. What that does is it rewards holders. It incentivizes what the festival is already interested in, which is community building, engagement, relationships that will bring people back to the festival. But it does it in a new, novel way. And in the case of POAPs, they're a layer two. They're on Gnosis. So they mint them essentially for free. You don't have to pay to mint them. I think a lot of businesses will be able to drive loyalty, engagement by gamifying the way that they operate using NFTs as a tool. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to let you lead this conversation. Take, a, take it all, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, no, I, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's that, you know, and, and that that kind of community building is what it's all about. Like that beautiful, and you know, like your, your profile says it all, you know, you're like a harmonious being that sees like the, the, the this community that so many of us wanted to make, like that kindness, kindness, this is it. Like this is the community. It just happens to be in, in you know, like in this digital future that that we didn't expect that are creating this kind, amazing communities through projects like that. Like we're all going to have fun. Okay, now we need to connect with more people. And you know, like that. That's just life changing itself. Like something fun like that. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know where your life's going to go. Um, and, and I think that that's really amazing. Uh, Haley, I wanted to, I know that you had your hand, had your hand raised for a while, um, and I wanted to uh, let you have a chat. Okay, so I love the idea of gaming. I think gaming is so fun. But, um, so a little conversation that I had, and this is also um, coming soon, was with a producer named DJ Sype, and we kind of chopped it up a little bit um, on an interview that will be released later for Amberfy. But kind of, I got a feel for him. He's in the game five space and also the music space. So it's just kind of an interesting contrast. And I saw how he was um, tackling some things. And when it came to him building his game, and, and again, games can only go so far as, as the world or, or how far they're, they're developed. And um, I've seen a lot of different landscapes for gaming in these meta worlds, right? Like some of the bigger ones, like... Decentraland, etc., and and those are kind of the the height of the industry right now, and and obviously those those boundaries are being pushed, but right now that's kind of like the leading of, of how how really deep these these games can become. But um, when I talk to him, he's building his own game, and he is a producer, an executive producer. So he actually comes on Twitter Spaces and he recruits artists, and he looks for people that that maybe not just musicians that are trying to get you know live performances or um, radio plays. And I think that a lot of this was kind of discovered in COVID through the the, the lockdown, um, kind of like the that not everybody, when they couldn't perform or they couldn't make radio time or they couldn't do live performances, that they wanted to dive into some some different spaces and gaming was was one of those opportunities for artists to still still monetize um, while they, they couldn't perform or they couldn't kind of be live. And again, this is when live streaming and Twitch and all these different platforms, Twitter spaces, Clubhouse, which Twitter spaces kind of comes from Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but that's where it derived from. And this is um, kind of all surfaced during the pandemic as people were just kind of stuck in their house and, and didn't know what to do. And that was um, basically the start of, of artists trying to learn how 
how to make money when they then they didn't have direct access to their fans or they didn't have direct access to sell things um, IRL, which is, has led to the trillion dollar industry of, of e-commerce and so on. But um, so when I talked to him about gaming and how that can kind of play out, he has an interesting kind of um, yield on it, which was that what he's doing is he's recruiting these artists as an executive producer and he is using the audio to be launched as what's going to play in the background of certain levels of his game. So this is an opportunity for artists to kind of monopolize a mini game, right, within the grand game of gamification of Decentraland, etc. or when these bigger meta worlds buy these small games their sound will be showcased in some of the levels and then also he had an interesting twist which was that he the prizes or the assets that are built uh that um can be transferred for for cryptocurrencies eventually are going to be actually access to his own creations or his own songs um so that those are kind of seen as not one of ones. I think they're one out of a, a thousand um, is what he was working with right now. But if you beat these levels, you get access to him. And this is what makes um, him an artist. Nice. Is you get access to his actual songs. Um, and then he's using other artists to basically be the soundtrack of this, this game and the, the, the goal of the game is to win the prize of his art. But then there's another angle which does have a price. So it's not really his art or um, completely, but he has collections on OpenSea where you can actually buy the beat for your own use. So that's kind of the difference of collect, like a collector's item versus mm-hmm. something that you're looking to use for monetary purposes. So in the world of music, you can either lease beats or you can um, buy the exclusive rights to beats. And a lot of times these beat leases will only last you up to a certain amount of views. So once you hit the million views, then um, a new price is negotiated with the producer. But if you buy the exclusive rights from the beginning, then now you have access to basically use that in whatever way you want. And this has been seen kind of in the Board Ape Yacht Club that people have access to turn their apes into animation, use it for commercial purposes because they exclusively own that um, asset. So kind of the difference between how he's formatting his game where the prize is, is this collector's piece of this art that's novelty because you know, at one point, this is going to be kind of the first time that we see audio dive into the GameFi space. He also has, you know, a collection on OpenSea where you can pay whatever point ETH or, or Soul or however it's going to play out. I don't I don't know what, what platform he uses. Um, I mean, what currency he uses. But then you own that beat. You can distort it. You can use it for commercial purposes. You can turn it into a song. You can record your vocals on it and it is yours so no matter what happens that isn't his art anymore he's actually gone so far to 360 that art and 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 hand over the entire ip rights to somebody else to monetize so that's kind of um an interesting conversation that we've had and the distinction that i made versus the prize of his game which was um 
basically has it doesn't have a price on it yet and that's to be disclosed depending on how they're listed once somebody um wins that that prize which is his one out of a thousand special songs for that specific mini game versus his open sea collections which have been minted at a specific price um for people to utilize in their own commercial purposes so um there's kind of a a a distinction there based on what already has been kind of headhunted or has a price on it versus what is still to be disclosed based on the development of other games and um or games built around this game and and that's that we can't know that until we get a little bit further into this the space of game five because it's still in development and and there's a lot of different um kind of examples of this like ready player one and, and all those kind of fun sci-fi type type movies and i know that some of you guys have are in the the sci-fi like writing space and stuff so you probably dived a little bit deep into how this can work um this battle of basically ownership over <laughs> the internet um but that's where i i kind of that was my grasp and, and again this is just one person that i've talked to so of, of course as as I, I speak to more people, I kind of get a get a feel for for what everyone's doing. This this can get um, basically like brought down in, into something more um, technical, or or we can define it better. But I thought that it was interesting that that's how he sees things going, and and that we made that distinction in the interview. That okay, this is the art. There's not a price on this yet. This is the prize of this mini game in the game of meta world or the game of life or whatever you want to call it. And then there's um, basically these, this project that is, is for sale. And this is what I want to, I'm ready to sell it for today right now to, to basically cash out. Yeah, go ahead. Ken. Uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to, I'm assuming we're approaching an hour or so. So I just wanted to, um, touch on other industries. I think it's good to share a diverse group of ideas across, you know, I don't know who the backgrounds of everybody in here. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about common subscription services. And that's something a lot of people uh, who have a community or following actually um, have a lot of. So, uh, and specifically, let's talk about like, say, Netflix, right? Um, if this goes for any subscription model, really, but these content companies can provide access uh, to its platform to anybody holding an actual NFT, right? Um, you don't actually have to have all of the videos or content as NFTs itself. Certainly can. I think you should. Um, but the access is really, really key. And we'll take it one step further because I think I just thought about this being kind of a unique way or perspective. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has had their credit card data exposed on any site, but I'm not really a fan, and I've had that happen a few times. Uh, with NFT content access, you're actually protecting that credit card data since the NFT itself is giving you access and not your financial info. So I think that's especially nice also on the merchant side when you consider a lot of these um, GDPR data protection policies forming across the world as well. So less data to lose, easier to navigate uh, these challenging policies and also protecting consumer data a, a lot better just by leveraging this technology. 
Thanks. Thanks for adding that in. Um, yeah, subscription models are, are increasingly growing uh, with NFTs, which are great in different tiered models for access and things like that, and exclusive rewards. And uh, it's really exciting what was able to happen. And we'll definitely have more chats on utility. Um, but before uh, we leave, I wanted to see if um, Ward wanted to come on up, uh, our, our uh, incredible uh, director of development and uh, making everything amazing happen behind the scenes at, at Amberfy when it comes to anything technical and code. And he has uh, an amazing insight into utilities and, and what we're going to be able to provide uh, clients and creators. So I'd love to hear anything that you have to say about NFTs, NFT 2.0 and utilities. Uh, thanks, Ward. Thanks for the introduction and uh, great chat, everyone. It's really fun to hear everyone's perspective uh, coming from the community and uh, and actual use cases that people are engaged with. That's uh, that's always a wonderful thing to to hear. Um, I, I think the the biggest challenge that uh, we're now starting to face is there's a lot of utility example use cases that have been built, but they're largely built by you know custom software teams and they're not necessarily well integrated um and then there's the you know just the mobility of assets i think there's a lot of um of, of development and a lot of capabilities that need to be added for ease of use to allow the average creator the average brand to be able to um, to actually engage with these use cases that might come up and to be able to integrate with Web2, with commerce, with, you know, events, with with social. There, there's just a lot of gaps in how interoperability happens and, um, and how ease of use happens. So I, I think the next wave really needs to be in improving that user experience for both the purchaser, the the people who want to engage with community as well as the creator and the brands that want to engage with the, the clients, the purchasers, the community at, at large. And so I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for, <clears throat> for that kind of improvement in the space. And as you get more um, cost-effective ways to mint than those broader use cases of you know, of the car wash really start becoming practical because you're not paying Ethereum crazy fees every time you want to do something. So um, I think we're at a really good pivot point for, you know, there are such great use cases and great capabilities being identified. And, um, and if we can uh, find uh, how to take those opportunities and make them easier to work with and more mainstreamable, um, I, I think it, it bodes well for Web3. That's pretty Thanks much all I have. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And it's, you know, that that's the call I feel like for everybody. Let's just make it easier. Uh, and, and so we can access what we want, so we can enjoy the things that we want um, and, and go out there and live our lives uh, and be able to enjoy what we get, uh, you know, from our, you know, NFTs, whether it's just, loving to to look at them or having amazing benefits sneak peeks vip rewards exclusive access like the you know things that are exciting ways to get uh you know your followers and community customers uh, friends and family involved 
uh, and cre- really create uh, recurring revenue through this digital, digital ecosystem. And, and I really appreciate everybody that came up to speak today, has been a part of this conversation. Uh, and, and please follow us. And, uh, you know, keep, keep, we're going to have a, a chat, or hopefully two, uh, every week uh, and, and really li- listen to the community uh, and uh, get your opinions and have these great conversations that, that are really meaningful and, uh, and are going to help, uh, you know, make us all better in this Web3 world. So I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for everybody for tuning in. My name is Elise Millie-Trethrick. I'm the Director of Community and Marketing here at Amberfy. And it's been a pleasure to host this uh, amazing space on utility with everybody. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming and um, being so open and kind to share. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Guys and gals. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, everybody. Amber Fye.